0: Welcome to Can I Kick It. This is a podcast about film festivals. I am Jesse Weber and I'm joined by Andy Grmuga. Colin Ashley.
1: And Emilio Diaz.
0: Alright, so this is our first episode and we are gonna be previewing the Sundance Film Festival. Uh Sundance is a late January festival, uh, usually spotlighting independent film, uh, traditionally from America, though there's now also international programs, uh, we're just going to go through several of their sections, uh, talk about some movies that they've got, and we'll be out of here. So... Uh, I was thinking we will start with the spotlight section, uh, that is a section for films that have already premiered and that they're kind of trying to bring back in to the conversation, uh, and it just so happens that, uh... We have someone who has seen one of those films, so uh, Independent Spirit Award voter Andy Germuga. Tell us about The Climb.
2: Yes, that's that's me. I do vote for the Independent Spirits. It's not because I'm special, it's because I gave them money. Um, uh, yeah, The Climb, uh, it's uh, directed by um, a guy named Michelangelo Covino. And he also stars in it, and he also co-wrote it with the other star, whose name is Kyle Marvin. Um, it's about—it's uh, basically just about two guys who are friends, who um, you know, uh, maybe shouldn't be friends, because they sort of just uh, get all uh, all up in each other's business and, uh, and 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 mess each other up, and they both seem kind of destructive uh, um, on each other. Uh, it's 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 good. It's 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 a nice movie. It's it's filmed in a, a style which I think is like sort of hip right now, where it's a lot of like very long takes with like long tracking shots that like seem complicated, and it moves around the geography uh, very distinctly um, in a in a fairly like showy way, um, uh, where it's like wow, this is like really like a lot of like planning and like blocking went into this. Um, but it's it's pretty funny um uh, I think the performances are pretty solid uh It's maybe a little too long um and is uh perhaps uh, a little um uh, just uh i don't know a, a little uh I- excited about the fact that like it's like doing stuff that seems hard. But, uh, I think, uh, I think it's, it's, it's a, it's a pretty interesting movie, um, and I would be, uh, interested to hear what, like, what a, what a wider audience is gonna, is gonna have to say about it.
0: All right, yeah, so that, uh, premiered in the, uh, Uncertain Regard section at Cannes last year, uh, along with several other, uh, American debuts, and this is the one that seems to have been playing the most film festivals, uh. Haven't heard so much about. Uh, I there was uh, Daniel Lesovitz made a film. So at least one other. Uh, but yeah, that got. And, and, you know, your reaction sounds pretty in line with uh, the reaction it got in Cannes. Uh, you know, some more negative reaction, I think. I remember Amy Taubin particularly hating it. Uh, But yeah, anything else uh, sticking out in the spotlight section to anyone? Well,
1: uh, I have been excited for Paulo Lorraine's Emma for a while. I managed to miss it at Toronto due to my lack of respect for Chilean cinema. Um, Mm -hmm. But from the trailer grabbed me. I like the look of it. Paulo Lorraine's movies always seem to have a very nice look. I am Kind of a fan of Jackie, especially certain aspects, so I'd be excited to watch it. I like Garel Garcia Bernal, I like movies about dance, especially that sort of like postmodern reggaeton that they're doing. And I'm excited that it's doing more festival and it's trying to catch, trying to get some more buzz on its yeah. way to actually being released
0: recently got yeah, distribution and, uh, too so yes That's uh music box i believe will be releasing it over the summer and uh the climb uh, sony pictures classics is releasing i believe in march uh but yeah pablo lorraine uh super interesting filmmaker obviously made jackie which got uh natalie portman her most recent best actress nomination in that same year he made Naruda, which is ostensibly about the, uh, poet Pablo Neruda, uh, but really stars Gael Garcia Bernal as, uh, uh it's been a while, as a government agent who's, uh, following Neruda, and, uh, that, I saw those two films back, to, on back-to-back days at the Philadelphia Film Festival in 2016, and Neruda particularly, I remember being like, oh man, this is clearly a director-like, doing stuff like constantly breaking the 180 degree rule that was big yeah he's uh and of course the club the year before is uh also doing some stuff real dark that one Uh, another film is uh the assistant the kitty green film which uh kitty green uh directed the documentary uh, for Netflix, uh, casting John Benet a couple years ago, and uh, the assistant uh, premiered at Telluride and then kind of disappeared. Uh, that's something that the Spotlight program is kind of used for, uh, bringing back stuff that maybe only played one festival. Uh, I remember uh, you were never really here several years ago. It played Can, then all throughout the fall it disappeared and then came back at Sundance and then that'll also happen with like one or two Telluride movies a year like I remember uh if anyone remembers uh I believe it's called Norman Colon the Moderate Rise and Fall of a New York Fixer that's another one that premiered at Telluride and then like disappeared and then came out and somehow made a bunch of money I think that was and the Richard Gear, right yes Richard Gear. yeah is, uh, I remember Joseph seeing Snyder, trailers for that the director. Uh-huh, yeah But uh, The Assistant stars uh, Julia Garner And is, uh, I believe, kind of a Harvey Weinstein <laughs> movie Sure
2: Yeah, I remember hearing, like, yeah, good buzz about it Coming out of Telluride, but then, yeah Like, it didn't do anything else
0: Yeah, um, yeah, so. I guess uh, Matthew McFadden is playing the, uh Harvey Weinstein character, yeah, that's oh, like yeah, produced by James Sheamus. That's interesting. I'm oh, sure. And yeah,
2: like that makes sense. That that casting makes sense. It's like three degrees off from
0: his character on Succession. Sure. So another uh film, a uh, couple other films, uh, La Yarona I remember hearing was good. Uh, and completely different film from the curse of la yorona uh the perfect candidate directed by uh paifa al Mansour. i think the yes the first uh saudi woman to direct a film uh directed wadja which uh got some international play and then uh mary shelley the l fanning movie that was not quite as well received but this was in uh Venice competition, uh, you know, it was supposed to be pretty good. Played at Toronto, didn't hear a ton about it. Uh, so now I'm gonna cycle back up to perhaps the... Not necessarily the section with the biggest films, but the one that is awarded the top prize, the U.S. dramatic section, so... Uh, we can just kind of go down this page, uh, anything anyone's heard about. Uh, first thing sticking out to me is Minari. That is a, uh, it's a film directed by Lee Isaac Chung, uh, and it's, uh, stars a young child, I think, but, uh, Steven Yeun is playing his father, and it is going to be distributed by... A24, so that's one to maybe look out for. Maybe we're looking at a Fringe Best Supporting Actor contender based on his uh, goodwill holding over from Burning. Mm -hmm.
2: Also got a Brad Pitt EP on that
0: one. Oh, is it uh, Plan B, too? Well, yeah, those always do well. The Plan B A24 collaborations. Uh, there's, uh, Never Rarely, Sometimes Always is, uh, Eliza Hittman's new film. Uh, she directed Beach Rats a few years ago, which was, uh, a success out of Sundance. Uh, I believe it has a release date already. Uh, I want to say April or March, somewhere in the spring. Um... I
2: am very intrigued about Zola, which um, is uh, maybe on first glance doesn't seem like it would quite be my style. Uh, it's about um, uh, a, a character named Zola who meets a character named Stephanie um, uh, as as a waitress, and then they they s- go across the country pole dancing together uh, in strip clubs. Um, I, I am mostly, it mostly has caught my attention because it is... Uh, one, it is based on a Twitter thread, um, which yeah. you know that's a unique uh, source material. Um, I do not know uh, if it if 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 it breaks out, it would probably end up in adapted at the Oscars, but I'm sure that would be something they would have to think about. <laughs> um, uh, and then um, the 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 it's, so it's adapted by uh, the playwright Jeremy O'Harris, who uh, has been really breaking out lately. His um, he's been uh he had uh his play slave play uh is uh, on broadway uh for about another week or so as as of the time of this recording um and uh is has been a big uh sort of uh, buzz hit if not like a super financial hit it's not it's done well enough uh, but he has been uh sort of reviving the uh image of like the the classic like uh playwright who's a real character who like will show up on your talk show and like uh, go viral uh, at least as far as uh, playwrights can um, And so he's really having a moment right now and so I would be very interested to see whether uh, this film catches on and uh, continues to uh, extend that moment or if it uh, would
0: um, would maybe put a pause on it a little bit. Yeah and uh, that's also directed by Nixa Bravo who uh, directed Lemon. Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, and that's, that was the film starring, uh, Brett Gelman, who was her husband, and, uh, Michael Sarah. Uh, I really like that. That's, a uh, real weird, real specific. Uh, it's got a song called A Million Matzo Balls in it, sung by, uh, Brett Gelman's family, including, uh, Fred Melamed and Rhea Perlman and his parents. Uh, Has anyone looked at this movie? uh, Anyone else looked at this movie, Nine Days, with uh, Winston Duke? No. It sounds. It's got a great cast. It's got uh, Winston Duke, Zay Z Beats, Benedict Wong, Tony Hale. uh, And this. It's a debut feature from Edson Oda, who I've never heard of. Uh, the sounds, I don't know, this this premise sounds kind of like, uh, Pixar bullshit to me. Uh, sounds, in fact, very much like sort of the opposite of the upcoming film, Soul, in that I believe that is about, uh... Dead souls uh, learning or maybe trying to be reincarnated or adapt to being dead or whatever. This is about unborn human souls who are being interviewed by Winston Duke's character, who is a man who has died, I believe, and he is interviewing them to see if they will have the privilege of being born. And so I guess they get nine days to be tested. So I don't know, like, uh, the Sundance description is comparing it to Charlie Kaufman and Michelle Gondry, who, if he can uh, hit the highs that they hit, then maybe it works, and maybe it's one of the best movies uh, coming out. Could also see it being a disaster. That's yes, her.
1: I would... The first thing on this list... Just alphabetically, this movie called *Blast Beat*, who's directed by the Colombian director named Esteban Arango, who I'm not that familiar with. He seems like an up and comer. It uh, seems to tell the story of a couple of Colombian immigrant brothers who just moved to the States. Which the story about Latinx people moving to the States always intrigues me. It stars Mateo Arias and Moises Arias, who Moises Arias you. Most people could know him as, like, the fifth lead on the Hannah Montana show on Disney Channel. <laughs> but I think he's recently tried to make a jump to dramatic acting. I believe he's one of the leads of Monos, the movie that oh, came okay. out this yeah, year. Yeah,
0: he's, he's been around for a while. He's in uh, The Kings of Summer. Um, he's in the Ender's Game movie as kind of the villain of that. But, yeah. Villain in scare quotes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see what he doesn't if he can finally like and i mean i guess not finally but like fully make the jump to like dramatic acting and go down Mm -hmm. a nat wolf alex wolf style career path and i'm excited to see that
0: yeah definitely uh let's see what else have we got we've got palm springs which uh stars andy sandberg and is produced by the lonely island uh sounds like a kinda standard sorta man childy movie. Uh it's also starring uh Kristen Miliati, J. K. Simmons, Peter Gallagher's in it. So that could be interesting. Yeah, good cast. Yep. Uh and then probably my most anticipated film of the festival is uh Shirley uh the new Josephine Decker film Josephine Decker of course directed Madeline's Madeline which I think was probably the best film that played at Sundance in 2018 uh that starred um Helena Howard uh who I don't think has acted since then uh who's someone that Decker found uh in a high school acting competition and then uh Miranda July as her mother, who we'll be talking about a little later, and uh, Molly Parker is her acting teacher, and that was just this really fascinating movie about a uh, young woman who's part of this experimental acting group, uh, and it's just the really maybe the most formally inventive movie i've seen in the last few years uh and so this new movie shirley we don't know a ton about but it appears to be a movie in which elizabeth moss plays shirley jackson the writer uh and also stars michael stuhlbarg as her husband and then, uh, Logan Lerman and Odessa Young is two younger writers who are, uh, staying with the older couple, uh, is this gonna just be yeah, a who's afraid of Virginia Woolf riff? Cause I could be into that. Uh, entirely possible. Uh, the, uh, description on the Sundance website says that the younger couple is given free room and board, uh, from Stanley Hyman, the Michael Stuhlbard character, uh, and they're told that they just have to, uh, kinda look after the house and after Shirley Jackson. Yes, I am. I'm also very interested in that. I love Elizabeth Moss
2: uh, in basically everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, uh, I do have a rooting interest as uh, my high school does like to brag that Shirley Jackson went to my high school.
0: Huh. Yeah, and uh, produced by uh, Christine Vacken, uh, Vachon, I should learn how to pronounce that name, who uh, has produced most of Todd Haynes's films. uh does not yet have distribution that I'm hoping will be one of the big pickups of the festival because I'd like to see that get out to a wide audience uh Josephine Decker's already signed on to her next film which is going to be the second of the A24 Apple collaborations and she's going to be uh adapting a uh young adult novel uh, another movie is, uh, Save Yourselves, which is kind of another one of these, uh, good casts. not-so-premise sounds a little, well, too twee, maybe. Uh, this is starring, uh, Sunita Mani, uh, who is a member of the Cocoon Central Dance Squad, uh, a film called snowy bing bongs that was produced by the daniels of uh swiss army man they also uh appeared several times on the chris gethard show and then john reynolds who's uh kind of alt comic uh came out of chicago moved to new york was part of this kind of annoyance crew uh Including, like, uh, Connor O'Malley, Carmen Christopher, some great guys, uh, and so they are starring as, uh, a couple who goes to spend some time in the woods to unplug themselves, uh, and then emerges to find out that the world has ended. Always a bummer. Yes uh but yeah uh john early also in that uh gary richardson another uh an snl writer another guy from that kind of chicago to new york annoyance crew uh
1: yeah i feel like there's every year at sundance there's one of those we're the only two people on earth movies wasn't there one with peter dinklage last year or was that two years ago
0: it was a year or two ago it was uh peter dinklage and l fanning i believe
1: what a combo.
0: Yep. Uh, so, yeah. So, next we've got... Does anyone have anything from the U.S. documentary competition they want to talk about? Um.
1: um I, w- I could start by talking about Mucho Mucho Amor, which is a documentary okay. about uh, Walter Mercado, who is this... In Latin America, he's this famous figure. Uh, he was a TV astrologer for, like, 30 years on Spanish-language television. He used to appear on shows like Salvador Chigantin and stuff. And he was a very, like, flamboyant, Liberace-esque figure that people, that just, like, stuck with people's minds. People thought he was funny. People enjoyed the whole thing is and it was especially interesting because he was a person with who was that flamboyant and like openly gay in latin american cultures who are like not as receptive to that sort of behavior as other parts of the world so it would be it's gonna be very interesting to see a movie about him and the things he might have had to go through in his career especially since he passed away this year or i guess last year at this point because it's and yeah, the title, Mucho Mucho Amor, is referencing his sign off, which used to be him saying Mucho Mucho Amor and blowing a kiss, which was always
0: a good, nice thing to see on television. Sure. Uh, another film, probably the uh, most anticipated in the US documentary competition, is going to be uh, Kirsten Johnson's follow up to Camera Person which is a big blind spot for me but uh she was a longtime cinematographer of documentaries uh, she worked on citizen 4 on fahrenheit 9-11 and a uh, camera person was kind of taking behind the scenes footage from those films that she had shot and editing together with stuff from her own life uh her new film is called Dick Johnson is Dead and is about her father, uh, Dick Johnson, and is kind of her uh, her sort of tribute to him. Uh, so that that sounds really interesting. And to be uh, clear,
2: in case people are confused as I was, this is not Kristen Johnson, the former star of Third Rock from the Sun. This is a different
0: person. <laughs> Yes, Kirsten, as in dunst. <laughs> and it looks like uh, Netflix has already picked that up. So mm-hmm. that should be hopefully out sometime this year. People get to see it. Tight 89 minutes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For a tight 89.
1: Sound, Sounds formally inventive, which is always nice to see in documentary competitions and documentaries in general. See something, break the mold a bit.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, documentaries in general are uh, a big blind spot for me, but I, I always hear a lot of interesting stuff about documentaries from uh, Eric Hines, who's a curator at the Museum of the Moving Image and is actually in the jury for the uh, U.S. documentary competition this year, which is exciting. So, yeah, I kind of take my cues on what to watch from him. Uh, why don't we move on to premieres, which ought to have a lot to talk about. Uh, I guess I'm kind of skipping over the world cinema sections, unfortunately, unless anyone wants to say anything about those. Uh, they're just... Uh, I think just because they're it, they're more directly competing with festivals like uh, Berlin and even Cannes for titles, uh, they, you know, sometimes there's one or two titles that might look a little buzzy beforehand, and sometimes uh, a couple things might come out with a little more buzz, but I can't say that anything is, like, sticking out as uh obviously something to see there i, I will say
1: uh you go ahead colin
3: i say possessor which is brandon cronenberg david cronenberg's oh. son it's uh christopher abbott and andrea riceborough
2: that yeah yeah that's in world cinema i, oh, I go like they're canadian right yeah canada is in I
0: world see. cinema yep cronenberg's um, very canadian yeah that's something that uh might be kind of a scoop on them because I remember hearing that uh, Toronto was trying to hoping to get that for uh, either midnight or some other section. Yeah, this is his uh, second feature, I think. Yeah. That ought to be interesting.
3: Yeah, I don't think there's and any places. sort of um, big information out about it. Just like a few sort of stills. Uh, pretty intense looking. Sci-fi horror
2: drama, you know. Is the original Cronenberg involved at all? Is like as a producer, or is it all, all the kid? I, feel like I
3: would not know.
0: Well, I can let's see.
1: Nope, seems to be all him.
0: Yep. A number, a number of executive producers, none of whom are, uh, David Cronenberg and Jennifer Jason Leigh is also in it, star Can of, uh, maybe my favorite, uh, Cronenberg film, Existence, along with Jude Law. So, yeah, looking at the premieres section, this is where uh the biggest stuff premieres uh generally a filmmaker might be in the dramatic competition two or three times before being kind of upgraded to uh the premiere section which is uh almost always recognizable actors uh usually a director who's got uh some kind of background So yeah, just starting at the top, let's start off with uh, Downhill, Jim Rash and Nat Faxon's uh, Force Majeure remake. What do we all think of Force Majeure? Have not seen it. Yeah, me neither. I mean, I guess Colin
1: has seen it, so what are your thoughts on the idea Uh, of remaking it? I guess with remakes, I'm of the mind that the original
3: movie is still there, so any remake is just fodder. Um, If it's good, that's good. If it's bad, I still have the original to watch. Um, The trailer looks fine. It definitely looks like a remake. Uh, It definitely is more um, jokey outwardly than the original is. Mm -hmm. I'd say medium expectation, like nothing... uh, Dreyfus always great. Yeah, Will uh, Ferrell less so.
0: <laughs> I like Will Ferrell.
2: Yeah, I like yeah when he tries especially. I'm usually into what yeah. he's doing. Um, I haven't seen the way way back. Um, way way, 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 Back's way back okay. is
0: okay. yeah, that's a pretty good movie. Um, Sam Rockwell quite good in
2: it. Also, just want to point out there is Jesse Armstrong is on the screenwriting team for this, and he uh yes. also another Succession
0: uh, uh buzz buzz factory. there yep yeah zach wood's also in this uh always exciting to see him uh yeah i mean i for some reason until the trailer came out i was under the impression that they had uh swapped the genders of the leads and that uh julia louis dreyfus was going to be the character who kind of uh instigates the plot that seems to not be the case.
1: Yeah. Also, it's a, I guess it's a skiing movie in a skiing town, so I guess it will be in the right sort of setting for people <laughs> to be down for downhill. Maybe people will be too horrified by their own lives reflected back at them. Yes.
0: <laughs> Let's see. What do we got? We've got Vigo Mortensen's directorial debut. That. I can't imagine that being good. Oh, but he's also writing and acting in it. Well, I don't know. I guess everyone would have been excited about this a year and a half ago. Uh, uh, maybe. maybe. Maybe people haven't turned on Vigo as much as, uh, as I feel like they have as I have. Yeah, hey, I mean, yeah, that, one, that one-two punch
2: of uh, of Captain Fantastic in Green Book right. uh, did not do him much favors in my eyes.
0: Right, so we maybe after you go back more like uh, two, three years to uh, lose Captain Fantastic as well. Yeah, but who knows, maybe he's also taken some cues from uh, Cronenberg in his uh, low-key family drama. Or perhaps not so low key. Looking at the uh, still provided by Sundance.
1: Hey, uh, I en- we've got. I enjoy Lance Henriksen's acting. Good in Aliens. What and else sure. do you want to talk about?
0: We've uh, got uh, four good days from uh, Rodrigo Garcia, who is a. Frequent Glenn Close collaborator, uh, Albert Knobs, the film, uh, Things You Can Tell Just By Looking at Her, which has been entirely forgotten, but I watched on a whim about a year ago, and is pretty good. Uh, this stars, uh, Glenn Close and Mila Kunis as a mother and daughter pair, uh, Mila Kunis's character is a uh drug addict who is trying to get sober and who uh goes to her mother for help and uh Glenn Close's character is less than accepting uh you know sounds like pretty standard stuff but yeah Rodrigo Garcia he's done some interesting stuff uh yeah. You know, he's done a lot of real, uh, ensemble-y, uh, he kind of goes back and forth between kind of big ensemble-y stuff, multiple plot lines, and then this kind of narrower stuff. The narrower stuff, like Albert Nobbs, maybe tends to be a little less interesting, but he did direct, um, it was just called The Last Days of Jesus Christ, in which, uh, ewan mcgregor uh plays both jesus and the personification of the devil trying to tempt him so who knows maybe he's gonna bring something to this one too yeah uh mila kunis is an
2: interesting one to me i guess her peak of respectability was in black swan and then she sort of really hasn't done much else i think that people are like oh yeah mila kunis is like one to watch um, yeah, she's truly she's, uh... terrible in Oz the Great and Powerful.
3: Um, <laughs> There's the moms' movies.
0: Oh right, yeah, she's one of the b- bad moms. Right. Yeah, you know what? I recently rewatched Forgetting Sarah Marshall and was largely disappointed by the rewatch. Uh, just like didn't kind of looked terrible just visually. I thought it didn't really hold up super well but i thought that she was phenomenal and it really really stuck out to me uh we've got horse girl uh directed by jeff banna uh director of life after bath uh the movie starring uh joshy starring thomas middleditch and then uh most recently the little hours uh he has worked with uh, Alison Brie a lot. Uh, she's one of the stars of The Little Hours and she is the star of this new film as well as being a co-screenwriter with him. Yeah, uh,
2: that's a first for her,
1: I think.
0: Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> it's, it's
1: produced by the Duplasses. Yeah, sure. Have a good cast. I like Molly Shannon, John Ortiz, We stand a legend, Paul yeah. Riser. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another another John Reynolds. Alison Brie yeah, very deliberately
2: yeah. rocking some bangs in the still photo for that one, mm-hmm. which I think tells a lot of the story <laughs> of what kind of character she is.
0: Yes. Well, also the fact that the movie is called Horse Girl. Sure. This is a Netflix, right? Uh, that sounds right. It might be. There was a trailer, I think, yeah. recently
1: it is a netflix film yes
0: yeah yeah there's always someone who's popping up in uh at least two uh (laughs) films Uh, i'm glad it's john reynolds this year that should be a lot of fun i mean i remember uh there was the the Kristen (laughs) wig year uh which then led to uh mike ryan's uh abracadabra bit oh yeah classic yes uh Everyone should uh, go seek out *Abracadabra*, a movie <laughs> that does not exist, but a great story. Um, we
2: did we did skip over herself, which I'm sure is not of interest to most of you. Uh, it is the director of the director Philadelp Lloyd who directed uh, uh, the movies uh, *Mamma Mia* and *The Iron Lady*, so not a strong track record, uh, I would say. She is a very respected theater director. Um and she is this is like a little bit of a smaller movie, it looks like. It's just sort of zinc uh zooming in on uh an, an Irish uh single mother of two girls who uh has to figure out a housing situation and so she starts building a house. Mm-hmm. And so, um you know, that could be uh, interesting or it could be uh cloying. Uh so uh, I'm yeah. sure we'll we'll hear which direction it goes in.
0: Yeah, that's uh produced by Sharon Horgan, I know this. Oh yeah uh we've got uh something with benedict cumberbatch and jesse buckley Dominic cook is a director uh oh he did uh is he another theater guy i think so yes i'm not as familiar with him but he's his name does yeah. ring a bell he did uh on chesil beach which mm. yeah, that didn't sound good.
2: oh right he, he's making the follies movie that's his why his name brings a bell with me uh, he directed the recent revival of *Follies*, which is, you know, yes. a big uh, musical, uh, which yes, was well received. *The Sundance*
0: was nominated for Tan Olivier awards.
2: Yes, uh, it was a pretty big deal. There is a National Theatre Live filmed version of that that I have not yet been able to see, much to my chagrin. Uh, but um, but he recently announced that he would be adapting, uh, I believe, his production into a feature film. Um, mm. which uh is something that uh, I would be incredibly excited to see. This movie, whatever, I like. Yeah. I like Benedict, but Cumberbatch, okay, and Jesse Buckley's uh
1: got a lot of promise. Rachel Brosnahan is also in it. Mm-hmm.
0: Then, slightly more exciting, we've got Kajillionaire, Air, uh, Miranda July's first movie in almost ten years, starring. Evan Rachel Wood, Richard Jenkins, and Deborah Winger. Uh, It seems to be... It's been billed as kind of a heist movie. Uh, uh, Jenkins and Winger playing uh, Evan Rachel Wood's parents. Uh, And then uh, Gina Rodriguez, I think, is kind of an interlocutor. Uh, But yeah, Miranda July uh i would not expect a standard heist movie uh the future her last film uh got some real weird stuff going on uh starring her and hamish linklater and uh a wonderful cat
1: recently making experimental instagram films he's an interesting person she's always attached to cool stuff this is an annapurna movie also pl- plan b it seems because mm. brad pitt and megan ellison are both attached so.
0: yes yeah that is that is one of probably annapurna's last movies
1: <laughs> unless it hits big maybe I at all. Mean, yeah it
0: could be the one yeah maybe people like heist movies Anything. Uh, Fandango is telling me to reserve my seats for Doolittle. Do we all need to take a pause to do that? Absolutely
2: not. I've already bought out a theater for (laughs) Doolittle, I'm not worried.
0: Alright. Doolittle coming to Germany, Colin? Um I would imagine so. (laughs) (laughs) Not hot
2: on my radar.
0: it's okay to be scared all right right. uh liz garbus is making her uh fiction film debut after directing uh what happened miss simone uh a number of uh acclaimed documentaries uh two Academy Award nominations Uh, this film has an excellent cast starring uh, Amy Ryan, Thomasin McKenzie, and Lola Kirk Uh, sounds vaguely similar to Gone Baby Gone in that it involves uh, Amy Ryan and uh, a child going missing uh this one looks like it may involve uh sex trafficking. So yeah, should be uh I would imagine it is uh based Yes, it's based on a true crime novel. Mm-hmm. True crime novel. Short, short novel's fiction and true crime is not fiction. Oh well. Uh yeah. Amy she Ryan does feel good. like
2: a person who, like, when the right thing connects, will like have yeah. like a big year at some point,
0: and maybe this will be it. So, um, no? Yeah, she is uh, potentially looking at a big year because she's also in uh, Worth, the Sarah Colangelo film starring Michael Keaton and Stanley Tucci, as well as her uh, Sarah Colangelo directed the Kindergarten Teacher with Maggie Gyllenhaal, right.
1: Uh, lost girl is also a netflix movie so yeah, people get to see it be available you think oh, the Marvelous.
3: nina simone documentary
0: was as well i uh, mm-hmm. oh,
3: yeah
2: mm-hmm. that's right
0: yeah worth doesn't have distribution yet but uh, uh the kindergarten teacher also was a netflix film okay uh let's see what else have we got anyone want to say anything about promising young women uh, the trailer seems like it could be too much,
2: but also could be fun. Or at least, uh, you know, a wild ride.
1: Uh... People people seem mixed to negative on the second season of Killing Eve, which is what the director and writer of this film, Emerald Fennel, was mostly known for previous to this movie. So, who knows how it is. I, I am interested in seeing a kind of aggressive premise like this uh, starring and directed by a female, so that's good. I like the cast, Gary Mulligan, Bo Burnham, Alison Brie, Laverne Cox. That's a good people involved. Let's see how it turns out.
0: Yeah, uh, we've got another Netflix film, it appears. Uh, Sergio uh, even has a date april 17th uh this is directed by greg barker and based off of the documentary he directed years ago uh, uh about a un diplomat named uh sergio vieira de mayo uh who be played by uh wagner mora and he will be uh Reunited with his uh, Wasp Network castmate, uh Ana de Armas. So that could be good. Uh, another uh, Netflix Bradley movie. Bradley Whitford, Garrett Gill, Dillahunt, yep. Uh,
3: last Thing He Wanted, The D. Rees, mm-hmm. uh, based on the Didion novel. Anne Hathaway, Willem Dafoe, yep. Ben Affleck.
2: Yeah, that one's been threatening to come out for a while, and it's finally
0: finally come yeah in. that like uh, i remember i think <clears throat> Ann thompson like specifically had an article during the fall season last year that was like last thing he wanted not this year next year playing at sundance was the first movie that we pretty much knew was gonna be there Netflix again. This one might be one of their bigger pushes. Uh, but, you know, they've also got Mank and The Five Bloods coming out later this year. It's coming out in May. May, okay.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, Dieries, director of Mudbound. Yeah, Mudbound. Also at Sundance. Great. Also on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, a movie mm-hmm. that managed to gain traction. And Hathaway seems like a person who would be threatening to get a another lead actress nomination the foe is mm. always hovering around supporting it's a yeah. one of the buzziest i'm very excited for it even though i yeah. <laughs> slightly mixed on mudbound but a didion novel just seems like a good thriller who what's there not to like
0: yeah yeah and hathaway in a lead always always an event for me uh, we've got Ethan Hawke and Kyle McLaughlin facing off as, uh, Nikola Tesla and Thomas Edison, respectively, in <laughs> uh, Michael Almirada's Tesla. <laughs> I don't know, I feel like uh, the current war director's cut
2: really, uh, salted that field, so I don't know how much, uh, room that one's gonna have to, 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 to blossom. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Michael Almereda, uh, longtime collaborator of Hawk, has been around for, uh, over 20 years at this point, directed a Hamlet movie with Ethan Hawke, uh, one of Bono's daughters is also in this, uh, ooh, uh, cinematographer Sean Price Williams worked on it, uh, perhaps my favorite cinematographer, uh... Mm-hmm worked with uh the softy brothers up in hill uncut gems uh one of the best uh shot movies last year alex ross perry's uh her smell and his previous films so that's exciting uh it's first especially... scene in almerita it's exciting because uh he seems like a very like down to
1: street level new york guy and it's interesting to see him do something so period so,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, over? well, he did, uh, experimenter, which was, um, another Almar Sars, that. Yeah, that was him. That was, uh, another period piece about a scientist. It was, uh, Peter Sarsgaard as, uh, Stanley Milgram, who did the <clears throat> Milgram experiment where, like, he, uh, got a bunch of people to shock each other, and I think that the, uh, conclusion he made was uh see this is how uh this is how the nazis happened <laughs> so I sean price tell w- people to do things and they'll do them
1: you're telling me that sean price williams shooting a michael armietta
0: movie about electricity always a good combo yeah uh andy would you like to talk about julie Taymor a bit absolutely
2: i always want to talk about julie Taymor. julie Taymor, a fascinating figure Uh, is uh, perhaps uh, has been a little on the down and is maybe looking to stage a comeback. Um, Her last, uh, I believe, like, full-on feature was The Tempest, uh, which sort of fizzled out and didn't really go anywhere. Um, And, of course, uh, more recently, she has also uh, had some high-profile stage work uh, in her uh, attempt to bring uh, Spider-Man to Broadway uh, and uh, once and for all turn off the dark um that uh was uh, very famous in that she uh was pushed off and they brought in a different director and it was a whole thing uh and so she has sort of uh been coming back uh, theatrically she she made a she directed a production of Midsummer Night's Dream which also was filmed so uh that is like available to see and that was very well received she's she's done a couple of like Broadway and off-Broadway shows. She, she worked with Anne Hathaway to do a one-woman show called Grounded um, uh, at the public uh, off-Broadway. Uh, she directed a, a Broadway revival of M. Butterfly recently that with Clive Owen that uh, didn't didn't really connect, but uh, I think uh, was a valiant effort. Um, and this is uh, a, a take on uh, Gloria Sinem that uh, is, uh, seems to be some sort of bifurcated structure uh, in that it has both Julianne Moore and Alicia Vikander. Uh, playing Glorious Steinem at different points in her life. Um, uh, we'll definitely be really interested to see what kind of uh, visual flair Julie Tamor can bring, as, as she is uh, somewhat known for, I would say. Uh, she's also mm-hmm. collaborating with the play- playwright uh, Sarah Rule on the script, uh, who um, has written uh, some very interesting things, including a play that I saw that really has, uh, I think, interesting things say about um like feminism and 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 the role of women called in the next room or the vibrator play uh so i'm very interested to see all that collaboration um uh there that 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 uh all the the female forward creative team really interesting mm-hmm. um and of course uh, who doesn't love uh, julianne Moore uh in a week
0: yep and talking about uh visuals she's also collaborating with uh, costume designer sandy powell and uh cinematographer Rodrigo Prieto both uh, Oscar winners yeah so uh, yeah that's definitely uh, one to watch Mm mhm yeah Uh, let's see is it time yeah it's time for me to talk about (laughs) The Nest Jesse talks The Nest The Nest starring Carrie Coon our finest actress as well as uh, Jude Law a pretty okay actor yeah he's pretty good he's uh, great good looking man uh Jan rog himself yes. uh this is sean durkin's uh long-awaited follow-up to martha marcy may marlene uh long-awaited both in the uh that previous film was released in 2011 uh also played sundance and proceeded to play the Uncertain regard section at Cannes, uh, starred Elizabeth Olsen as a woman escaping from a cult, and Sarah Paulson as her older sister, uh, that is a phenomenal film, uh, that was a year in which the Oscars just bafflingly fucked up, uh, Best Actress, uh, They left out Elizabeth Olsen for Martha Marcy May Marlene, as well as uh, like, Tilda Swinton didn't get a nomination for We Need to Talk About Kevin, uh even like, uh uh, Kristen Wiig would have been a great nomination for uh, um Bridesmaids but instead we got, uh Meryl Streep winning for the aforementioned The Iron Lady uh, but yeah this new film, the second way in which it is long awaited is that uh throughout all of last year it was uh seemingly finished had been shot uh i did hear at one point that it had gotten into director's fortnight but they were hoping for a bigger premiere maybe venice or uh toronto but seems to have uh, decided again Uh, against that, and is taking this big Sundance premiere, uh, so, uh, Jude Law and Carrie Coon are playing a couple, uh, Jude Law playing, uh, he is a British man, playing a British man who, uh, decides to, uh, take his family back to, uh, England, uh, this is uh... period piece set during the nineteen eighties uh... uh... some social critique in there uh... yeah sounds really excellent uh... oh and uh... director of photography uh... Matthias Erdely who worked on uh... both of Lazo Nemesh's films uh... Son of Saul and Sunset which are Phenomenal looking movies. Uh uh composer's uh, Richard Reed Perry of Arcade Fire, so that should be fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's another uh real big one.
2: Always ready for another year of Coon. She's also got um uh Ghostbusters uh afterlife I guess <laughs> the subtitle. Which uh, you know, that could be a hit. Um she's she's blonde in that movie, so that's fun. Uh yeah, love Carrie Coon. She's always incredible. Yep.
1: Proxima Midnight herself.
0: Yes. Okay. Uh, Wendy, another long-awaited follow-up. Ben Zeitlin's follow-up to Beasts of the Southern Wild, for which he received nominations in Best Director and Best Picture. Uh, This is one of two... Peter Pan takeoffs playing the festival this year, Uh, and yeah, I've heard it is not great. Unfortunately, Uh, will be released by Fox Searchlight in February.
1: Yeah, maybe. Speak the trailer.
3: You can tell it's like uh, very similar looking to Beast of the Southern Wild. Which, for me, that's basically all that movie had going for it was its look and its score. But who knows, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, You know, there's always movies that uh, test three poorly and then turn out to be quite good.
3: I'll say, in terms of like Disney adaptations, that one looks better than Lion King or Aladdin. (laughs) I know it's not really the same thing at all, but.
0: (laughs) Sure. Yeah, I would certainly see it before either of those films. But yeah, uh, I skipped over The Father starring Oscar winners, Olivia Coleman and uh, Anthony Hopkins. Uh, Looks like a classic Bad Dad movie. Yeah.
2: A lot of theater people on the creative team of that one.
0: Mm. What's uh, Florian Zeller from?
2: Uh, I don't know any of his work um uh he's french um uh the Christopher Hampton who is like the co-writer i believe has done is like a is has a fairly well-known translator so like he will like he is the guy who will like translate your french play into english okay. and like make it into a hit
0: and yeah uh, it is based off of Florian Zeller's french play so yeah That makes sense. The New York Times called him the most exciting playwright of our time. So, I don't know. Maybe more than a standard Bad Dad movie. Uh, Anything else in the premieres section anyone wants to talk about? I mean, I think I'm good. Yeah. Alright. Then what about documentary premieres? That's got some high-profile stuff.
2: Yeah, there was one in there that I was really excited to see. Um, uh, which is called um, Giving Voice. Um, It's directed by James D. Stern and Fernando Vienna. Vienna. Um, uh, James D. Stern uh, directed uh, Every Little Step, which is uh, a documentary that I truly love, uh, which is about the uh, casting of the Broadway revival of A Chorus Line. Uh, which is, you know, it's kind of a brilliant move because the the chorus line is all about the casting of a Broadway musical. Um, And that was just one of the most exciting documentaries I've ever seen, and I really love it. Uh, Again, returning to the theatrical uh, uh, realm with Giving Voice, um, which is about the uh, August Wilson uh, monologue competition, uh, which is held uh, every year on Broadway, where uh, high school students from all over the country uh, perform August Wilson monologues uh, in competition with each other. Um, always love uh, a zoom in on theater kids uh, trying their best uh, and 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 learning and, uh, and and experience and many of them I'm sure experiencing the big city for the first time. Um, uh, probably something that uh, is right up my alley and that I will love and that maybe uh, people people won't other people won't be as excited about that, but uh, that's okay. I can have some things that are just for me.
0: Yeah, uh, Fernando Viena, the co-director, has some uh, interesting credits, too. He was the editor of Crank High Voltage, as well as having uh, worked as an editor with uh, directors such as Francis Lawrence, Michelle Gondry, uh, but Mark Webb. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, that could be interesting. That sounds cool. Uh, we've got the, uh, Taylor Swift movie. That's another Netflix movie that I could not be paid to see.
1: I, uh, that one is very dependent on reviews for me. I think Taylor Swift could be the fascinating subject of a documentary as a person who is extremely famous and as a consequence gets a lot of stuff projected onto her regarding political views, feminism, and certain... In certain aspects of just messiness that mm-hmm. if sh- given proper access and prodding i could see her being a good subject for a documentary but it also could just be like uh look at taylor swift how she's great and struggled thing that is very boring and you could not pay me to see either hmm there's another documentary called Happy Happy Joy Joy the Ren and Stimpy Story which seems to be a documentary about the making of Ren and Stimpy and the history behind it and it's breaking the mold in terms of animation on television and weirdness that is generally accepted on television Ren and Stimpy you know was a did proceed and like inspire such things like Rocco's Modern Life and Spongebob so it's would be interesting to see a documentary charting its influence yeah well and and
2: the creator john uh, has uh had uh, some not so uh, flattering stories come out about uh him as an individual to work with and for recently uh and i'll be interested to see how that is handled in that
0: mm-hmm Uh, there's, uh, the currently untitled, uh, Kirby Dick and Amy Ziering film. Uh, they directed The Invisible War in 2012, which was about, uh, rape in the U.S. military. Uh, this is a movie about a music producer named Drew Dixon, who is, uh, was one of the first women of color to come forward as part of the uh, me too movement she was a producer on uh, records by Tupac Method Man and Mary J Blige uh and so yeah that uh, i would imagine is highly anticipated uh should be one of the bigger documentaries to come out of the festival
1: yeah i i enjoyed I was just gonna say that uh, one of, a part of it that I am excited for is that music in it. It seems to be composed by Terrence Blanchard, longtime Spike Lee collaborator, does a lot of like nice, jazzy, brassy scores, and I would like to hear that.
0: Yeah, also I remember un- the in- oh. I remember the Invisible War being very well received.
2: Yes, people like that. Um, there's also a Natalie Wood documentary, which uh could be interesting. She certainly had a fascinating life. Um not sure what aspects of their life or of her life they're focusing in on. I'd imagine more of her career and stuff. Uh but uh, it's definitely uh something that uh, could could be interesting.
0: Yeah, so we've got uh the next section uh which is kind of transformed over the last few years it tended to be kind of it it's always been a section for new filmmakers uh in the past it's tended towards movies without high profile casts that's been broken a little bit the last few years Uh, they'd always have a few movies with uh some bigger people Uh, i think that that's a section that uh produced a lot of really interesting films in like the 2014 to 18 kind of period last year i don't know that anything particularly interesting came out of it uh but you know they perhaps will be back next year yeah, I mean, the biggest movie uh, last year was uh, Daniel Scheinert of the Daniels' uh, The Death of Dick Long, which is not uh, got some decent reviews, some less decent reviews. Uh, but also wasn't, re- it was you know, Daniel Scheinert is a relatively high-profile uh, filmmaker, so uh, that was kind of a weird thing to be there, given that his... Uh, last film co-directed with uh, Daniel Kwan uh, was in the premiere section I think Swiss Army Man Uh, but yeah so this year and next we've got a new film from uh, Lawrence Michael Levine who has traditionally been uh, Sophia Tical's writing partner Uh, they kind of We'll co-write movies and uh, kind of uh, switch off on directing. They worked on uh, Green together. Uh, um, Always Shine. Uh, but she has done some of her own projects recently. She just directed uh, Black Christmas and so she produced this but did not co-write it. Uh, so this is more of a solo project for him, and it stars, uh, Aubrey Plaza, Christopher Abbott, and Sarah Gadon as a trio of artists, uh, which is, it's quite a good cast, uh, if nothing else. Uh, I really liked Green, I liked Always Shine, which, of course, uh, Sophia Tikal directed both of those, uh, but he co-wrote on... I don't think I've seen any of the films he directed, but those have also been uh, well-received in the past. He did uh, kind of... Wild Canaries, right? Yes. Yeah, that's him. That's his uh, highest-profile uh, directorial work. Uh, there's something called Omnibot, which I've been hearing about for a little while. A... Uh, a this is... A, fittingly an omnibus film uh, it's got a number it appears to it is an omnibus film that has to do with a boat, uh, the subtitle is A Fast Boat Fantasia uh, and it's got directors like uh, The Daniels of uh, Swiss Army Man as just mentioned uh, Hannah Fidel of The Long Dumb Road Terrence Nance of uh, what's his movie called Space Jam Two.
3: Uh,
0: formerly of Space Jam Two, uh, um, kicked the, off of that project.
1: Uh, the HBO show uh, "Random Acts of Flyness," uh, Flying Lotus
0: collaborator. Uh, an oversimplica- an oversimplification of her beauty is the title I was looking for. Mm. Uh, and then uh, Phil Lord is also credited as a screenwriter on it, which is interesting. Seems like
1: Robert Redford is in it, and I assume in some section. Obviously founder of Sundance, so it Yep. seems like a big project for them. Yeah. Seems interesting. Would like to see this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be fun. There's another movie called Spree, which seems to be about a young up-and-coming social media person starring joe keery of stranger things also kyle mooney and david arquette and this year's so very sundancy seems like the type of thing i would hate more power <laughs> to them
0: yeah some uh, good people in the cast uh i don't know anything about joe Kirby but the rest of the cast uh yeah uh the midnight section uh let's see uh highest profile film in there which is one of the uh opening night films that will be playing this thursday uh justin simeon's bad hair uh which is a kind of horror-tinged movie i think uh as most midnight films are
2: yeah he's well and this is his second like film right because he he made dear white people and then he made the yes. tv series version of that so yeah uh interesting to see him finally tackle something not called dear white people
1: yeah i mean i like the cast vanessa williams jay Farrow, lena Waithe, laverne cox good people in it mm-hmm. yep i guess the second highest profile thing is the nowhere in which was written right. by carrie brownstein and annie clark better known as saint vincent
0: yep uh and s- appears to star them as themselves it's directed by bill bands who's like a a t just like a tv guy but like uh a- a cool TV guy, like he worked on Kroll Show, he worked on Portlandia, Lady Dynamite, Detroiters, uh, he's done some Adult Swim stuff. Movie Scare though. Me? Uh, yeah. Josh Rubin's film. Oh, right,
2: Aya Cash
0: yes. is in that. Aya Cash and yes, Chris Red. It's uh, the two of them. Uh, mm-hmm.
3: Josh Rubin of College Humor and go 90 series thanksgiving fame (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) rebecca drysdale is also in it
0: Yep. Mm. yeah i'm looking forward to that and josh yeah josh rubin directed and wrote that uh so that'll be interesting uh is one of the rare uh non-spotlight movies that is not a premiere that's a Indonesian film. It was in the uh, Midnight Madness section at Toronto. It uh, won the international prize at uh, Fantastic Fest, or maybe not Fantastic Fest. At the it okay, not the international prize at Fantastic Fest. It won the top prize at the Bucheon International Fantastic Film Festival. Uh, but yeah I remember hearing that was uh, pretty cool for people who saw it at Toronto Joko Anwar the director yeah and then that leaves us with the kids section which has a few films one of them is the aforementioned second peter pan takeoff directed by uh brenda chapman who uh it's a disney uh company yes, company woman that is accurate um uh-huh. uh and, and
2: you're really underselling it jesse because it's not just peter pan it's also it's not... alice in wonderland oh. it is a real now that's what i call the public domain of, mm. uh, of, 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 uh, uh, established IP. Um, uh, it could, I guess it could be sort of charming. That certainly seems like it's straining a lot to say like, what if Peter Pan and Ellis who visited Wonderland were siblings? Um, uh, that certainly doesn't speak well as to the, the, the parents who raised those two children. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, yeah, it could certainly be incredibly cloying, uh, and um, uh, but also It uh, has a, co- a couple of good uh, adult actors. Michael
0: Caine's in it, as
2: well as uh, Angelina Jolie and uh, David Oyelowo. So uh,
0: yeah, yeah. I will say that uh, much as the uh, you would think that it wouldn't speak well of the parents, uh, David Oyelowo looks like he's doing some good parenting in one of these stills. Looks That's like true. he's having some fun. Yes.
1: Yeah. One of the other films there is Timmy Failure, Mistakes Were Made a
0: movie directed by Best Picture winner Tom McCarthy His follow up to the Best Picture winning Spotlight Yes, A Disney Plus original It is um, uh,
2: It of course has uh, a Fegley in it but not the Fegley you're thinking of No oaks here, it's Winslow Fegley who I assume is the brother of Oaks If not, I am very embarrassed by the thing that I just said. Uh, Also, in the cast... uh, I feel like you should be embarrassed either way. (laughs) Should I? (laughs) I mean, I'm always just embarrassed. Like, I don't know if I'm more embarrassed than usual. Um, uh, And then we also have Wallace Shawn, of course, the great Wallace Shawn, uh, who makes anything uh, better with his presence.
1: Big ups to the god Wallace Shawn.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, I guess one of our big, uh, studio movies playing here. Yeah. yeah, uh, we got any, uh, wrapping up thoughts on Sundance?
1: Well, I mean, there's also the special events section, which seems to have a couple uh, of big things. A yeah, couple? there's
2: like a, yeah, there's a big, like, Hillary Clinton documentary right. that's premiering there, um... Uh, And then a couple of Lin-Manuel Miranda projects that I'm, like, very interested to see, one of which just seems like a standard, like, hey, look at this cool thing that someone did about Freestyle Love Supreme, his, like, improvised uh, freestyling uh, rap group, um, who recently are finishing up a run on on Broadway. Um, And then also a documentary about his father, uh, Luis Miranda, um, uh, which I will be very interested to see how that one is received. Uh, his father, uh, notably the subject of a fairly critical uh, 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 article recently uh, definitely has uh, certain corners of um, political uh, engage- poli- politically engaged Twitter um, scratching their heads a little bit about uh, about uh, his actions. Uh, so interested to see how a documentary about him uh, contributes to that conversation.
1: Right. Also a William Friedkin documentary about the making of the exorcist it seems
0: yeah something about lance armstrong uh, docu- Richter. yeah
1: McMillian, which at, i believe at some point was to be made a movie with ben affleck it's, uh, it's a oh, documentary right. That, yeah a, right the mon- a, a doc. The... yeah now is a documentary produced by mark Wahlberg, which is about <laughs> i believe a, a heist to win the mcdonald's monopoly game well, I think it's
2: about how McDonald someone at McDonald's rigged the McDonald's monopoly. Uh,
0: I think that was the story. I don't know.
1: It's 162
0: minutes, so. Jesus. It's quite a doc. Oh, it's uh, it's the first three episodes of a riveting docu series. Oh, uh,
1: okay, that makes
0: sense. I guess. Yeah, it's Is gonna it
1: like be HBO uh space? HBO. Yeah. That.
0: Yeah, uh, right. they've got some TV, but I don't think anything uh, particularly notable there. Uh, a but, documentary so, series by Steve James. You did a... Uh, right. James, yes, yes, yes. Um,
3: I think America to I Me, is that what it that. was called?
0: Yeah, that was his uh, series last year, right? Yeah.
3: Bing Lou was part of that series. We did mm. Mind the Gap. Steve yeah. James, a legend. All
2: right. So a lot, a lot to look for. hmm
0: Yeah. Any predictions I mean, for winners? I mean, winners at Sundance are weird. Like, uh, often there's not been really a successful winner since like uh, Whiplash, I think.
3: <laughs> yeah, because what last year was Clemency.
0: Yeah, Clemency won the Juried Award, and then I think the the Audience Award was Brittany Runs a Marathon. (laughs) A year before that, it was the Miseducation of Cameron Post and Burden. Uh, Yeah, I mean, there's like the Me and Earl and the Dying Girl year where that won both, followed by the Birth of a Nation year where that won (laughs) both. A couple well of, and
2: recently it's been like i people have been talking right like the the winners have not tended to be the things that are getting like distribution deals out of sundance recently um right I, yeah i recall I know. that being a topic of discussion yes. after last year
0: miseducation of cameron post particularly like struggled i think it didn't get any distribution till later in the spring and was put out by like vertical entertainment or someone like that uh and then i uh in 2017 i don't feel at home in this world anymore uh making wow. blair's film with melanie linsky that went to netflix and might have even been netflix going in uh and the audience award was crown heights which i only vaguely remember uh, apparently adapted from uh this american life episode but so yeah awards what do i think is gonna win the dramatic uh what looks like a dramatic award possibility.
1: My, I'm gonna go... Oh, you go ahead. I'm gonna say never, rarely, sometimes, always. Seems like the weird titled, like, (laughs) sort of pedigreed thing that could win.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put in my predictions as, uh, Minari wins the jury award, and Zola wins the audience award.
2: Mm. That definitely feels possible. I might might just endorse that.
3: (laughs) I'm
0: going to go Save
3: Yourselves wins jury, (laughs) (laughs) and uh,
0: I'll put audience on Shirley. It's a bold prediction, Josephine Decker winning an audience award.
3: Hey, but if I'm right, it's her time.
0: Yep. Sure. All right. Well, uh, we've got some fun stuff coming up uh, next week. We can. Nah, Sundance should be close to over, so we can do some wrap up. Uh, maybe we'll have a lineup for Berlin to go over. Uh, and yeah, we have got some more fun stuff. Uh, we're planning. Perhaps after the Berlin Film Festival, towards the end of, uh, February, we've got, uh, something fun planned for, uh, looking back at 2019, so look forward to that, mm-hmm. and then, uh, we'll be running up to Cannes. I'll, uh, do some real early predictions on that at some point, uh, <laughs> and then we're looking at a lineup in mid-April and that happening in, uh, um... May, uh, we've got potentially a few of us attending some festivals, uh, I am hoping to be at the, uh, Maryland Film Festival in, uh, the, at the first weekend of May, which will, uh, have a lot of this stuff from Sundance, so hopefully I'll be able to talk about that more, and, uh, perhaps also from, uh, South by Southwest and Tribeca, a couple of, uh, Upcoming, a couple more upcoming uh, uh, l- sort of lower tier American independent festivals and then uh, we might have Cullen giving us a dispatch from Berlin I don't want to promise that but uh, that would be fun we'll see if it would yep we'll see so uh, anyone want to plug anything no
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, you know, follow us all on Twitter on Letterboxd, I guess. I'm at AndyTGerm on those.
0: uh, I'll put links in the show notes to all of those. I also in the show notes, I've put together a uh, list of uh, when a lot of these films, and maybe some other ones we didn't even remember to talk about, are premiering. Uh, I've converted all of the times to Eastern Time Zone because i live in washington dc as uh, and much of the population lives on the east coast if you live on the west coast i've moved it further from your time instead of closer but oh well uh and yeah that will be in the show notes either i'll paste it directly in or put a link to it uh otherwise thank you for listening and join us next week Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. bye bye bye